0: And we're back from, from the corner. And now we're going to be talking a little bit about baseball. And this past weekend, we had the QTI Baseball Classic, uh, formerly the Quality uh, Imprints, I think. I'm not sure. Quality T.
1: Quality T. Or Quality.
0: Quality, something like that. But anyway, Baylor is out now to a 7 0 start. And I'm knocking on wood real quick, just to make sure uh, we don't say anything too bad here. But. Uh, uh, over the weekend, they played games against Illinois, Illinois, Chicago, and Stephen F. Austin. Let's, I guess, uh, we'll start out with the first game. And let me tell you something about: if you don't know this guy yet, you should you should figure out what his name and go shake his hand. Aaron Miller. My goodness! First game, first game goes five for five, three home runs. I think he had, uh, you know, a, a, quite a few RBIs and really helped helped Baylor uh, knock out a twenty twenty six win over Illinois. And that was that was a very impressive show there. And then you and then you turn it around, and the next day you play a completely different style of game. You have Sean Tolson come out, and he pitches all right, not great. Gives a, a home run on the second pitch of the game, but after that he uh, uh, starts settling down. And Baylor pulls out a one-run game, five-four. And then the next day against Stephen F. Austin, wins four-three. And it, it just uh, it just that's I think. That's the fifth. That's the fifth um, one-run game they've won this year, which is.
1: Yeah, I'm sure Nick Kasvecki likes this. How many saves is he up to now?
0: Got, uh, well, he actually just had one because uh, year came in, and uh, and won one the other night.
2: So he must be up to three then. I
0: mean, oh, total, right? Yeah. It's, it's a good weekend, I think.
2: I think more than anything, you saw that that Aaron Miller is probably ready to step up and be the guy. Um, I think this team has probably been looking for a consistent power threat for as long as I can remember. I mean, you'd have guys like Kyle Reynolds step up and, and, and bop a few, but you didn't have a guy coming into the lineup every day and just kind of figure that he's probably going yard. And I know Booker, or, uh, Booker had one and Shaver. And, uh, Shaver, And, and um, Miller kind of tailed off the, the rest of the weekend. But I think that you can probably – Pencil him in for a home run on most every night. At, at least, is the most likely to do so, just because he's such a potent offensive threat. And I mean, with Beamer, is this a guy that we might see jump to the 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 major league baseball draft if this keeps up? I mean, the, he's got tools. I think he probably where he comes short is in the field. Um, uh, he,
1: and on the uh, measurement stick, was five ten or something. But
2: right, he, he absolutely cannot play outfield. I think his. He, he just kind of his movements a little shaky, kind of reminiscent of the uh, the great um, uh, Reed Breeze out there. Just kind of you know, just kind of floating through. He always makes the grab, but I mean, it'll make it'll <laughs> make you sweat.
1: That's definitely uh, true. Your, your heart will definitely skip a beat. Uh, yeah, Aaron Miller turned into the player we thought he would be when he came when he came to Baylor last year. Um, last year he, he, had, he was having a successful season until uh, he broke his right wrist there. Um, now he's batting, what, 440? Uh, he has those three home runs. He had you know, strong doubles Sunday off the, the top of the center field wall that would have been out um, any other part of the ballpark. Uh, with, a, with a Baylor team that really isn't known for uh, the long ball, you know, like, you know, Texas or Oklahoma State, um, it's, it's, it's exciting for fans to, to see a guy that hits three home runs in the game uh, you know, kind of prepares them for what they could be seeing for the rest of the season,
0: right? And I think another offensive uh, person we got to look at is freshman Landis Ware, who shouldn't have even started if if uh, Campbell had not been injured. But my goodness, this guy is getting up there and he's getting on base. He's finding ways to get to get things going. He's hit uh, going into the final game. Um, he was hitting four seventy six, and you know, guys, we talked about last week whether he'd have, you know, whether he. Be pushing Rainer. I'm pretty sure we can say that he's not going to be pushing Rainer for for that spot. But you know, you got to think how are we going to get this guy to you know up to the bat all the time? And you got rotation at first. So what's y'all, what's y'all's how y'all have any? I, I
2: I think it's probably the same thing what we said last week. I think you probably at, at the very least Rainer deserves a shot to, to show that that he can get back into form because uh, he he basically bought himself that last year. So I mean, he should at least get. A handful of games to show that you know. let him get his, his groove back and kind of then let Landis. I mean, because Landis can still play. I mean, Smitty likes doing these kind of flash subs, so um, Landis will get you know some playing time.
0: But um, I, I definitely think that that Rainer should should keep on with keeping on. And that's definitely true. Now on the mound, we got a whole another story here. We got a lot of guys coming in that weren't you know projected to to. Get a lot of playing time, and you got. But I mean, the, first of all, you got the the stars. You got Tolleson, who's really hasn't. I mean, he's 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 still young, and he still hasn't have all the experience, and he's he's doing all right. But uh, I talked to coach. He says, um, he said, you know, you ha- nobody's seen how good this kid can be, and a couple more starts underneath his belt, and he'll be he'll be doing pretty well. Then you got uh, this last weekend. Let me tell you, uh, Craig Fritsch and Eric Forstier, those two guys were throwing some some amazing stuff out there. It wasn't any junk.
2: And Fish has been doing that all year. I mean, he's, he's looked great every time he's been in. He's, he's basically done straight retirements in order.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people were expecting that after the, uh, the strong summer season he had up there in Minnesota this year. Uh, I mean, he had he a had successful season. He did well in fall ball, uh, so it was just a matter of bringing it to the mound in uh, the spring and uh he's done that so far, so no surprise there. Uh Eric Forsteer, uh I like what I saw out of him, uh, the brief in- two innings he's pitched so far this year. Uh he's like uh Tolson, had Tommy John surgery last year. Uh so it it's good to see him uh back on the mound and contributing uh to this deep Baylor bullpen.
0: Alright, then finally we saw um Billy Kemp-, Kemp come out on the final day against S F A and he was he was good in stretches and then he was he got himself in trouble a little bit, and that's one of the things that we've seen from him over and over again. But he has the ability to just get out of, get out of that. Did you? I know some of y'all saw this last night. Did y'all notice anything about that? Or?
1: Well, I, I like Willie. As um, I said before, he's one of my, my favorite players on the team, just is his attitude and just how he approaches the game. Um, I think Willie he's used primarily as a reliever last year. He needs to build up to the to the you know deeper innings, seventh you know sixth seventh inning uh, around fifth inning last or yesterday. He uh, hit a couple batter hit a batter threw a couple wild pitches, um, but the stuff just his arsenal of pitches is just dirty. He has good heater you know good curveball, uh, so uh, I mean I think. You're, you're safe to say that we don't have any worries about Willie Kemp or the rest of the starters for that matter. Um, the only thing Willie is, uh, he does tend to throw more pitches than the other two guys, which uh, you know makes you go to your bullpen faster. But uh, other than that, I mean, there's no worries there.
2: And uh, I think that will probably wrap up our baseball section. Why don't we why don't we move on to something a little bit more macabre, a little bit. Uh... A little bit sadder here. We're talking, of course, Lady Bears basketball.
1: Ouch. Second biggest loss of the season since December 10th against Stanford. You know, 72-53. to 53. I turned on the TV Saturday, and I just did not believe my eyes. But the way we were playing, I mean, after watching for a couple of minutes, I could see why we were down so much. I mean, shooting 36% from the field, uh, just letting A&M, just go to work on you uh, offensively. Um, it, the Lady Bears had a chance to clinch a uh, Big 12 title, or at least a share of it on Saturday. They didn't get the job done. Fortunately, they got a second chance coming up this Thursday when they host uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, will, how big of a game? We've, known, we've talked about how big of a game A&M will be Wednesday for the men. How big of a game will this be Thursday for the ladies?
2: Well, I mean, you're playing for, they're playing for rings and banners now. I mean, this is like, this is, this is it. I mean, you don't, if you don't bring your A game, I mean, there's, I mean, what, what point did you have in this, I mean, why, why even, why even bring it out for the, for the beginning of the season? I mean, this is why you play. Um, and what you're gonna see in that game against OSU and what we saw against A&M was obviously the depleted, um the depleted bench, but, um, even more notable was the fact that A&M played 11 players. Lady Bears played almost half of that with six or with seven. So um, it's I mean it's difficult when your team doesn't shoot three points, three pointers, real well. And with um, Jessica Morrow uh, trying to work her way back from that you know brief injury um, in, the, in the last game. I mean she's a, she's not right. Um, I mean she'll have a game. Every once in a while, but I mean, this team needs an outside threat aside from Angela Tisdale, and it doesn't absolutely does not have one right now. And and Player was not a, a terrific shooter, but she could she could at least threaten, and it, it doesn't seem like anybody on the roster is doing that right now. And and you you also might consider fatigue, just because all these players have have been having to play at least twenty minutes a game for like the last two weeks, and it's just kind of killing it. I mean, they were short to begin with, and, yeah, and you and you lose players and and. I mean, this is when it shows, typically, is, is down the stretch. And, it's. I mean, it's been it's been showing.
1: Even if they don't win Thursday against Oklahoma State, I, I still don't think you can call this season a failure. No. Uh, for what Mulkey has done and this team has done with such a depleted lineup, I mean, uh, losing one of your star players and then still beating uh, a top-ten team in the nation by 20 points, I mean, it just doesn't get better than that for your basketball program. Uh, with only seven players... You know, look at look at Saturday's game. All seven players that played played at least 21 minutes. Um, you know, Tisdale played 40. Danielle Wilson played 35. Uh, you just you just can't complain when given the circumstances uh, that the Lady Bears have had to face. Uh, obviously, we'd like to see them pull off that Big 12 championship, uh, be the second in the uh, Lady Bears' history. Uh, but it's going to be tough to do with uh, Oklahoma State coming to town. they got Andrea Riley, Big 12 leading scorer. Um, they beat us up in Stillwater earlier in the year. Uh, it's, so it's not going to be a cakewalk going into Saturday's uh, Thursday's game.
0: And I think also that this is their best chance to win it this year because when they get in the tournament, you have Texas who is looking very good all of a sudden, and they're being able to knock off some people. And then you have... Ou, who you've, have, you've handled pretty well, but then you got, you got to deal with all, all these teams all, all over again, and you have to run, run through it all. And so, if you don't end up winning, and you end up in that number two seed, you could find yourself without a title. Whereas, you know, you could easily have had, you know, two if you had if you had won previously. So, absolutely, it's
2: very important. But I think that will do it from in the corner. I think our longest episode to date. And if you are still with us. We applaud you because because you have obviously um, listened to some of the best analysis on the planet. So uh, from uh, the three best-looking sports writers you will ever listen to, I'm Will, and we'll see you next week.